wonderful friends, welcome to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Krita, your host. Thank you for tuning in. It's our privilege to welcome you to the program and please stay with us for this hour because this will be a, a time to listen to us if you are for the first time. Welcome to the program. If not, I really enjoy you having with us because we have a full panel here today and um, I don't know to whom to start, but I will... Um, Maybe introduce uh, each one of them, just um, probably Eric, because we have Eric as our uh, regular co-host with me Fridays now, because we have uh, Tracy away. Eric, it's good to have you with us. Thank you. Great to be here. Hang on a second, Eric. Try now. Thank you, Nick. Great to be here, and hello to the listeners. Yeah, it's good to have you with us, and thank you for backing up, you know, Tracy, and also uh, standing for uh, me when uh, I can't do the things. Like last week, you know, it was a bit hectic uh, on the road, uh, hit something on the road uh, in the middle of nowhere, and almost not being able to reach Adelaide because I lost almost all my fuel. But hey, it's good to have David Lima with us also from uh, Family Voice Australia. Well, thank you, Nick. Good to be with you. David, it's good to have you in the studio right now for a change. Makes a change. Well, uh, David is with us uh, every Friday as as much as possible, except last week and the week before, I think. Uh, We gave a bit of a break to David, but it's good to have you with us, uh, David. And looking forward to hear some of the things which you have in your sleeves, because you always you had uh, some good uh, stuff to share with us, uh, with our listeners. But I would like to introduce also our uh, special guest today, and this is uh, Naomi Henbury. That's right. I'm not sure if I said it correctly, (laughs) but uh, Naomi, it's good to have you with us today. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. This is great. Naomi is coming from Western Australia, will be in Adelaide for um, three weeks, Mm -hmm. and uh, we'll be able to hear a little bit more about uh, Naomi as we go probably today in the program, but also we're planning to do some recordings with uh, Naomi. Now, uh, just before I'm coming to you, Naomi, again, I would like to um, uh, mention this to our uh, good friends listening today, that you can be part of the program today. Mm -hmm. You can just send us a text message. You know the number by now, I hope. If you are a regular listener, it's 04-888-808-11. Again, that number is 04 Triple eight eight zero eight double one. You can send us a text message with a question, a thought, maybe just a comment, or probably even a prayer request. We live in a time when uh, prayer is so much needed. If you look at, the, at this world and the things going on, uh, I wonder why we are not more on our knees and uh, praying to God to intervene and to help us to cope with these things because we know uh, things will come even worse. We are not looking for the better, even though we may like that, but um, if we look in the Bible, we learn that uh, terrible times may come upon us and we need to be prepared, we need to be strong in this regard. So true, Nick. I know, like, my friends that are listening in WA, particularly Joe, Joe Lang. Hello, Joe. I know you're on there. Like, uh, she's a great prayer warrior, and we, like, have a 
prayer in the morning together and it just makes such a difference, doesn't it, to your day. And thank you so much for uh, saying that our uh, listeners who are praying for us, you know, we receive uh, prayer requests and people are praying for this program to go on air safely, you know, we have lots of things going on with technical aspects and praise God for um, uh, to be able to be on air uh, today. I would like to just mention the the theme which we look into for the whole week. And this was five biblical roads. All Christians travel. That was the theme. Now we ask few questions here. And one of the first questions was the Calvary Road. Is sacrifice just for Christ? I think that was a great question to ask, you know, because uh, many times, particularly in a Western society, you know, we are a bit more comfortable, you know, we, we are, we like to be laid back, like here in Australia, take it easy, mate, you know, <laughs> but uh, Jesus was on the mission and Jesus sacrificed for us and he's inviting us to sacrifice for him. Now, the next uh, question we asked was, the Emmaus road is discouragement normal because you know those people uh, traveling through on that road you know they are not in a good shape you know uh, they just witness something dramatic you know but uh, uh, we may be in the same boat we may have things going on with us uh, today and my dear friend listening today if you are traveling on that road the Emmaus road just let us know maybe share with us Then we had another one, the Damascus Road. Is conversion an event or a process? That's a wonderful thing. And I may come to Naomi with this one a little bit later on because I'm really um, keen to hear a little bit of her story. Then just the other day we have um, this question, the Jericho Road. Religious leaders that disappoint how do I respond? And we may all be traveling on that road too, you know, and just uh, crossing on the other side just because we saw something uh, which may uh, require our attention. But probably we were too busy. We were maybe shy. We were maybe who knows what. But, you know, God it's equipping us to do all these beautiful things. We have a question here which we'll address today. Why does Christ speak of two roads? I believe this is important because uh, we cannot go on both of them. We either choose one or the other. Now, uh, we are going to look into the Bible a bit later on, and Eric may be able to take us through uh, this story to understand why it's important to choose and to choose now, not to delay, because it may be too late. And you may find yourself on the wrong path, on the wrong way. And we don't want that uh, to happen to anybody of us here in the studio and to any of our uh, listeners today. It's probably important to know there are two roads. Mm. You're probably going to talk about the re- what, it, what they're about and what it means. But I think some people don't re- even realize they're going along and they think they're good. Mm-hmm. No, but God doesn't want us to be good. He wants us to be holy. So, But the fact there are two roads, some people might not even realize. Mm. They might not think. They think there's just one way and they're going the right way that you know, 
know, they don't know this too. Absolutely right, uh, Naomi. Thank you for that. Let me just turn to David right now. And uh, David, um, we have this custom to start the program with a bit of a World Watch uh, news. Uh, what do you have uh, for today? Yes, Nick, uh, always something to report to our listeners, isn't there? So uh, we've got a couple of issues on the boil at the moment. We've got this real issue in the federal parliament which is the disinformation bills it's called now this is one of the most serious threats to the faith and to freedom of expression freedom of religion that we've had ever in this country and i know the uh, seventh day adventists uh, face some persecution right back in the colonial era well we're all about to face persecution if we're not careful with this bill because People are going to find themselves in trouble for expressing their views on social media. And, uh, yeah, so the, the freedom that we have to express the gospel, to share our views about right and wrong, about the two ways that we've mentioned, the, the, the narrow way and the straight way, this is uh, very much going to be under threat if this bill is passed in its current format. So we're hoping that it won't be passed at all. And a uh, shout-out to Senator Alex Antic and to Senator David Fawcett, <coughs> excuse me, both from South Australia. Uh, they're really leading the charge against this bill, but it's uh, an issue before us. Uh, mentioning Senator Antic at the moment, of course, he's uh, got another bill before the Parliament, and that is in relation to gender intervention or hormonal or surgical intervention for minors it's a it's a growing problem it's an absolutely escalating problem here in australia and uh, four marks to senator alex antic who's uh, providing some excellent leadership on that issue but uh, as i look at the calendar i see today is the 3rd of november of course on the 5th of november we have the historic the historic anniversary of what's called guy fawkes night now this may be uh, something that's familiar to some of our listeners and those from non-english speaking backgrounds uh, might know anything about it but back in 1605 there was a terrible plot of terrorism uh, in britain in england and uh, some catholics had become very upset about the Protestant government and decided the only way forward was to destroy not only the king and the queen and the princes and not only all of the members of the parliament but also the senior bishops of the Anglican Church, all the judges, uh, the nobles. Uh, it was truly an outrageous attempt to overthrow the government and by the grace of God it was thwarted. And since that time we have uh, celebrated what historically was called the Day of Deliverance. We don't use that phrase very much. We just use the phrase Guy Fawkes Night, although, of course, that has largely disappeared now. And the reason it's disappeared is because of government interaction. Now, on this program, I speak a lot about the role of government. It's not the be-all and end-all, but goodness me, how powerful governments can be. And the simple decision of governments in the 70s and 80s in the various jurisdictions of Australia, the various states, the simple action to ban the general sale of fireworks means that the entire commemoration of this Day of Deliverance or this Guy Fawkes Night was thrown out the window. Uh, it's just that people basically reach their own conclusion, well, if we can't buy crackers, if we can't buy fireworks and let them off and have fun, forget the whole thing. But you can still have a bonfire, you can still roast potatoes inside the bonfire, and you can still uh, toast your marshmallows, etc., and you can still buy sparklers, for goodness sake. So, unfortunately, there was, there was a complete change in our culture 
simply as the result of a government decision about what could and could not be sold. So uh, I'll be I'll be celebrating <laughs> Guy Fawkes Night uh, with or without fireworks coming up in a few days, and I encourage the listeners as well, particularly family people listening, because it's a tale worth retelling. It's a tale of the grace of God, of the deliverance of government, and we're to pray for governments, so not to blow them up. Mm. Uh, we're to we're to work in partnership with government to make sure that it operates as God intends. And I've indicated two ways already this this afternoon where government is failing us. Are we praying for government? Are we rejoicing in God's good gift of government, or are are we despising the government? Well, we're to we're to respect and pray for the civic authorities and uh, to rejoice in in the good things that sometimes they do, and politely to challenge them when they are in error, certainly not to blow them up with gunpowder. Yes, uh, thank you, David. Thank you so much for um, sharing with us all uh, those aspects. Indeed, uh, we are here to um, pray for uh, leadership, uh, God-appointed, you know, and uh, we we need to be uh, responsible also not to uh, just uh, neglect our uh, opinion. We have an uh, opinion to share, and you mentioned uh, about this uh, special days. I just heard about that, that they, uh, you know, there are some days to celebrate. Yeah, they are very important to celebrate. There are some others probably you, you may not uh, need necessarily to do. And I was myself a little bit disappointed because just around the corner from my house, there was two big house, which um, just a couple of days ago, you don't believe it, what I saw there, mm-hmm. you know, because of the... Um, you know, it's, it's becoming very big in Australia, actually. Uh, it was not the same few years ago when I came here to Australia, but Halloween, it's very big mm-hmm. now. And what I saw, I thought, what's happening here? I thought it was uh, something happened, a disaster, or it was so many people, so many cars. But what I saw there, that was nothing from God, <laughs> you know. And but people are celebrating those days now. Mm-hmm. I just heard about the there is a day of the day of the. Um, Grand, uh, the nephews or something like that. <laughs> I read in on the news. I mean, we have a day f- for pretty much everything, mm. and we may miss out of some special days. It's, some. A, sh- it's well, a shame, Nick, that uh, we picked up the tradition from America of Halloween, mm. but we've left the Thanksgiving one behind, mm. and that's the one that you know would be mm. wouldn't be nice for people to go to their neighbours and just talk about hello. You know, I've just bought you something and chat with them and just thank. Thank the Lord and just yes. be thankful really for what we have. I never mm. thought of that, Eric. Wow. Yeah, yeah but that's that's true. Very that's true. Good point. Yeah, good, we, good, we good point. We know that it's uh, the, it's the celebration of the Day of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which are uh, you know if you talk to people from the African culture, they say that they would never celebrate that because you know in their culture they they know that it's a very real thing of mm. spirits and demons, so they would never do it. Yes, um, I wonder even here the the indigenous people how they relate to that. Uh, also, well, some of them um, don't see, even though we've shared the story of where it comes from, um, they still think it's just about the children and lollies and fun. Yes, um, I know one of them had uh, went out dressed as a little witch, and another one went out with an axe that was kind of halfway through. They it, mm. you know, and people don't understand what they're following or what mm. they're doing. Um, so they're just following all along together, not realizing where they're going and who's behind it. I think that's the key. And we inviting the demonic uh, activities yes. in our uh, yeah. neighborhood, in our uh, homes. Right. Uh, today, I don't know, I just heard in, it was accidentally two different places, mm. some very 
uh, whirring, you know, screams, you know, from mm-hmm. some houses. So it's like mm-hmm. almost like uh, those sort of, um, you know, uh, in a depression, in a in a very bad shape, you know, mm. just screaming inside of the houses. And I thought, what's going on? You know, the devil, it's real. And we may play out, play with the devil, uh, and not to realize that our lives can be affected dramatically. Sure. And it's interesting the day that they've chosen, which is October thirty-one, because if I'm not mistaken, it's a significant date, October thirty-one, fifteen seventeen. Okay. Which is when I'm pretty sure that was the date when Martin Luther sure. nailed his thesis to the door. Oh, right. Wittenberg. Someone yes, can well, check that for me and text no, in if I'm wrong. Am absolutely I wrong? Absolutely wrong. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Right. But, uh, dear friends listening today, this so. is a, a bit of a homework for you. <laughs> we may not be able to do it uh, right here, but you can probably mm. if you're not driving. Um, so that's significant though that mm. now it's people, something like the opposite of what God intended, which is celebrating demonic things yes now again uh, our number uh, my dear friend listening uh, today where you can send a text message maybe share some of your thoughts in regard to what we just said uh, the phone number is zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one david anything else you like to add before we are moving on with uh, some other things no, you, uh, Naomi makes an excellent point in relation to Reformation Day, as it's properly called. 1517 was when Martin Luther nailed his 95 theses on the Wittenberg church door. That's how, back in the day, you would raise matters of concern. And, of course, the Catholic Church at the time was uh, exceedingly corrupt. You could pay money and you your, your eternal destiny would be secure because you paid money. Even that of dead relatives could be dealt with, allegedly, by the payment of money. So that was one of many things that Luther opposed. And I thank God for Martin Luther, even if you're not a Lutheran. And even if you're not a Christian, you benefit from Martin Luther because he restored the notion of family. And for 500 years, all of the church leaders were not married in Western Europe. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that set a very poor example. Uh, Of course, the scripture speaks about the qualifications for leadership in terms of family. And so all of that had been lost, but it was restored through Martin Luther. And though families are doing it tough at the moment because we're throwing away marriage and we're throwing away the goodness of family. Nevertheless, we we still have largely successful families and we may thank God that uh, he used Martin Luther back in the 16th century, 1517, in order to achieve that recognition of the goodness of marriage and the goodness of having kids. Mm. Wonderful. Thank you so much. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. And we're also very thankful to uh, Adventist World Radio for their support. They do a wonderful work all around the world. And um, we are we are able to broadcast also because of their help too. I would like to come now to Naomi just for um, a few minutes. Because I had a bit of a chat with Naomi before. We were uh, planning to do a recording, but didn't happen. When we will do it uh, later on. But Naomi... In a nutshell, just a little bit, um, tell me about uh, yourself. As I said a bit earlier, you're coming from Western Australia, from Perth. You'll be in Adelaide for three weeks. And um, you are uh, a Bible worker, are you? Well, I am now, but I but wasn't before. I was going to ask you, I mean, <laughs> what uh, did you do uh, before? Well, I was an actress and wow. also a yoga teacher. 
Right. Wow, what a combination. Share with us a little bit uh, about yourself, just in few words. Uh, what's your background and then how did you uh, get into, uh, you know, show business? And then uh, how did you come to know God? And is that still a connection uh, with those things, what you did before and what you're doing now? Well, in a nutshell, and nutshells are quite small, so I'll try to be brief. <laughs> um Well, I was raised an Adventist. My father was a missionary for 30 years before he met my mother. Um, and we went to church every Sabbath. And uh, uh, we read the Bible aloud morning and night for worship. When I was uh, 14, I decided I wanted to be an actress. So I left the church. I didn't hate God. I still loved God. Um, but I decided I needed to be an actress. So, And I worked in radio, mm. TV, mm. theatre and film, and I uh, also travelled to India and became a yoga teacher. Uh, during COVID 2020, I had three dreams. Okay. So you just talked before about conversion and the road to Damascus isn't an event or a process. Well, for me, it was it was not a process. Overnight, mm. I lost all taste for everything I was doing, and I talked to my brother who's a pastor, Pastor Daniel Hanbury, about it, and he said that's a conversion. Mm. Said that's a Paul on the road to Damascus or Saul on the road to Damascus conversion. So um, after that, I studied quite a lot. I got baptized a year ago um, on October 22, which I oh. found out is very significant with yes. my brother baptizing me and Pastor Yielden did the sermonette, Pastor Jeff Yielden in Perth. And um, But since uh, for the last sort of 18 months, two years I've been volunteering as a Bible worker in Perth. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was praying to, you know, what what next, God? And I went and attended the Maker Heals, which actually they're going, in Western Australia, they're going to be doing one here in Adelaide starting right. the 14th. So if people want to Google the Maker Heals, you can find out about the dates. It's, it's 10 days of an amazing, spiritual, healthy uh, retreat. It's fantastic. Wonderful. Um, and from there, uh, a pastor showed me the website for AFCO, which is Doug Batchelor's Amazing Facts Centre of Evangelism. It was coming to Melbourne for three months, mm-hmm. starting uh, January this year. And uh, so I went to that, and it was fantastic. And that's why I'm here in Adelaide to actually talk here to um, to the people in Adelaide uh, at the regional conference tomorrow about attending. Uh, next year, so there'll be three months, so January through to April, and um, it's fantastic. You you learn how to um, uh, do Bible studies, to meet people where they are, and work one on one with people, or even address um, a larger group of people. And um, it's it's an amazing an amazing course. I would definitely get people to Google it. So AFCO, which is A F C O E, um, Amazing Facts College of Evangelism, and um, at the time, Doug Batchelor came over, and also um, uh, Jean, uh, Pastor John Ross and uh, Pastor um, Carlos Munoz, and also all of the people in Melbourne at Gateway, Johnny Wong and his team there, um, John Katevsky and his wife Naomi. And so, yeah, if they want to go, they can they can definitely have a look on the website and enrol. It's it's a life changing, transformational. Um, experience and it helps you to go that step further whether you're going to be like a worldwide uh go to the worldwide mission field or maybe you'll just be a you know a a missionary accountant in your office or just for your neighborhood just in a neighborhood yes 
yes. You know, you don't need to cross um, uh, oceans and lands, you know, uh, you can do a lot of work. Uh, mm-hmm. That was a big question for me when I arrived in Australia, because uh, not speaking English, I thought, why God brought me here? And um, then I was doing a bit of work from here, still working back home in Romania, you know, supporting uh, missionaries and so on and so forth. But then I find out that God has a plan with me here. And... Um, Never thought of uh, doing a radio broadcast, but mm-hmm. uh, you know you can't stand against God's plan, and uh, it's wonderful actually to be able to follow uh, into the footsteps of Jesus. Now we are going to record with uh, Naomi later on uh, some of the programs, particularly in the program uh, in the footsteps of Jesus. We may learn a bit more about her and her story. Thank you for sharing uh, that. I know uh, in this. Time we looking at the time. It's already half of our time gone. But I would love to hear more from you. By the way, my dear friends listening today, if you are from Adelaide, and if you like to see Naomi and maybe hear uh, her a bit more, why not to come tomorrow? We have um, original churches from Adelaide. We getting together in um, it's I think Seton uh, Family. Center right. on Frederick Road, mm-hmm. 185, if I'm not wrong. But Google that, uh, family, uh, sit and family center. And why not to come there from 10 o'clock mm-hmm. tomorrow? And you may be able to come and say hello to Naomi or maybe to some of us who will be there. Uh, Eric, I believe you'll be there and myself. And yeah, come along. Come along and bring a friend if you like. It will be an exciting uh, time together. Many of the churches in Adelaide will get together there and will have a wonderful uh, program. All right. Well, thank you so much again, Naomi, for sharing. And uh, yeah, looking forward to hear uh, more from you. Again, my dear friend listening today, don't be shy. Send us um, a text message with your comments, your thoughts. Um, maybe you have a question to ask. The number is zero four. Triple eight eight zero eight double one. All right, we're taking a short break here now and play a song, and we'll be back uh, to discuss a little bit more about uh, why does Christ speak of two roads. Say 
This is Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita and with us today in the studio it's Eric Hoare, uh, our special guest uh, Naomi Henbury and our good friend uh, David Delima from uh, Family Voice Australia. We had a wonderful time just before the break talking about here. Naomi shared with us a bit of uh, her story, a bit of her testimony, just very brief. We're looking forward to hear a bit more from her than David shared with us on the World Watch segment, uh, quite a few important things about uh, what to pray for, to to put on the list. Uh, and as the song was just um, playing, you know, uh, a wonderful uh, song, uh, actually, what a day that will be when we'll meet Jesus, our Lord. And we are asking a question today, um, which road to take, you know, and uh, I believe it's a very important thing to, to choose to choose today, not to delay, because Jesus is going to come soon, even if we like it or not, even if we expect him or not, even if we wait for him or not, he will come soon. And uh, what a privilege for us to talk about that great event uh, which will happen very soon. My dear friend listening today, I really, I really want to give you a, a special uh, book today, and that's called The Marked Bible. It's a wonderful book by uh, Charles Taylor and an electrifying story of what can happen when sincere hearts pursue God's truth, no matter the cost. Now, Eric, I know you uh, were working with books, you know, like a literature evangelist, mm-hmm. what that means, he, or a colportor in other w- world uh, uh, old term you you used to go from door to door selling christian books and probably you come across this book did you the marked bible yes um uh, that i actually read the marked bible well before um i 
really came to know Christ. That was on my journey, mm. and uh, it was such a made such a big difference to me because it's about a man on a ship, and as you said, he he threw his mother's Bible away, and um, then it's such a long goes since I read it, but I know that uh, there was Bible studies on the ship, mm-hmm. and uh, they went through different truths of the Bible, and. It was put in story form, and that's what intrigued me. It led me through the different truths of the Bible in story form. In fact, that marked Bible, once I'd read that years and years ago, I, I bought a few copies and gave them to my friends mm. uh, who were non-Adventists, who were non-Christians, and, uh, yeah, they started reading it. And it's a powerful book. It's a it's a testimony book of what happened to this man yes. and what happened to the passengers around him and even the captain. Yes, even though he, he totally disregarded that book, which was from his mother, you know, he should have had at least that uh, kind of respect, but, you know, was on his w- way, like many of us, you know, uh, I, I was in the show business before and I didn't want to hear anything about God, mm. but uh, when God brought me to to him, I remember a lot of things which my mother told me, and that's why it's important. My dear friend, this book is yours today. You just need to send us a text message to the same number, 04888-80811. The code for this book is SA142. SA stands for South Australia 142. Don't put any space in between that, not to confuse our friendly robot when he will take you through. Please request this book. It's uh, today's maybe the last uh, opportunity for you on, um, on this book because all the week we, uh, we were, um, sharing this. The number again is 04888-80811 and the book is called The Marked Bible by Charles Taylor. Eric. I'm going to come to you uh, right now for a few minutes and uh, I would like if you could take us through in the Bible and just uh, maybe take take us to a story where Jesus spoke about the uh, two ways. Why two ways? Yeah, that's interesting, Nick, isn't it? It's not three ways or four ways, only just two ways. And it's found in Matthew seven, thirteen to 14. It says there, enter by the narrow gate. For the gate is wide, and the way is broad or easy, that leads to destruction, and those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow, and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. So the parable, this parable of the two gates, pictures people on earth walking on two roads. One road is broad, and many walk that way. The other road is narrow, and few find the gate to it. But these two roads don't lead to the same direction. Mm. They're going different ways. In fact, when I was thinking about this during the week, I'm not a very good drawer, but I kind of pictured these roads. And so my grandchildren would laugh at my drawing, but here before me in the studio, I have it here, and I have a great big wide gate in the front, and there's people clamoring to come through this gate. Mm And then there's a whole lot of people going through this gate, and it's it's a very easy road, and it's very wide, and it's good to go through. And then up further, there's another road that leads off. It's a narrow road, and there's a gate, a narrow gate that's on there. But the people who are coming off this road and going through are only a few. And then this road swings around, and it actually goes in the opposite direction into which they were heading. Right. So we're all on this road. We're all on this road. Mm-hmm. 
But something happens when we come along and we find a narrow gate, a narrow gate. Mm. Some people go through that gate, but most people keep on going. And the Bible says that wide road goes to destruction. This narrow road, this narrow gate leads off to the left. And it's interesting to me that this door is so narrow. Luke thirteen twenty four says, Strive to enter through the narrow door. For many, I tell you, will seek to enter it and will not be able. This word narrow, somebody mentioned before that uh, straight in some translations, the actual real translation is difficult. Mm. It's a difficult road to mm-hmm. actually go down. And the thing is that we need to bring out tonight, what is this gate? What is this gate that leads off? Uh, and usually when you find a road, there's a gate at the end of the road. This actually has the gate at the beginning of the road. You're right. So to get onto the road, you must go through this gate. Mm. So what is this gate? And I found it in John 10. 7 to 14, it says, So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door or the gate of the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go out in and out and find pasture. The thief only comes to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have a life and have it abundantly. So it's only through Jesus mm-hmm. Christ who is actually the door. Wonderful. And, you know, when you say that, uh, that's difficult, that road, you wonder why then, because I heard uh, many times Christians saying, you know, just just believe in Jesus, you know, and then you can keep going as you are. But I think when you say that's difficult, it's a road which you need to renounce to many things. It's probably, you know, I meant. I picture myself uh, when I used to go hiking in the Carpathians uh, back in Transylvania there. And sometime it was so narrow that I had to leave everything out from my uh, back, you know, just to be able myself to pass through. And uh, when you look at that, probably you, you may um, uh, touch on that a little bit uh, more, is that we cannot follow Jesus just... Um, um, how to say it, casually. Just uh, with everything what we have in life, we carry on with everyday life, and but we believe in Jesus. I think we need to uh, focus on what Jesus expects from me and for you, my dear friend, listening today, to be able to go on that narrow path, narrow way. It's interesting, uh, Nick, that um, in our Bible group we were talking about, um, um, we were actually studying something and People were saying how difficult it was now, how since they'd started studying the Bible, uh, it was almost like the devil was attacking them mm. constantly, that they were finding it hard. And um, they were then started to talk about their friends and what's been actually happening to them, which is actually far worse than what they're actually going through. So they're actually finding that by following Jesus, even though it's hard at times, and it sometimes can be lonely, uh, a lot of their friends, uh, Aboriginal friends, don't want to know them anymore, make fun of them because mm-hmm. they go to church and start to laugh at them mm. and say, why are you going to church for? You know, what's, why are you doing that? You know, come with us and do this and that, you know. But then those that are coming to the Bible study start to talk about these friends and they're in such great difficulty. They're losing family. They're arguing. All sorts of things are happening where they're actually saying, look, we're relying on Christ mm. now. We're relying on that. So who has got the 
in the end, who has a difficult path, you know? Yeah, when, and when you say narrow road, uh, I'm talking about my own experience and I'm keen maybe to see, to hear even from Naomi a little bit uh, here because she chose, as mm. she said a bit earlier, she chose a direction because God showed her uh, what mm. he expects from her. In my case, um, when I was back home in Romania, um, God was just calling on me and uh, said, hey, do you want to follow me or do you want to go on this wide Beautiful path, you know, looks very good, you know, you can go with a lots of things on. Mm. And uh, I had to make a decision. And I know just briefly, I'm saying that uh, uh, in that day when I made the decision, I lost my job. You know, I used to be a dancer before and I quit all those things and um, I follow God. Now, as I follow God, I encounter a lots of difficulties. Mm. It was not easy. I start to lose all my friends. I start to have um, people who ridicule me. I had to, even the things which normally you think, man, that's expected to happen in your life was just coming, uh, tumbling down on me, you know, in all aspects. I'm not going to go in details, but what I find out, and this is what I would like to share with uh, our dear friends listening today. I always had that faith in God, that God will pull me through. Mm. And God did every single time. Mm. Naomi. Yeah, that's so true. Exactly the same for me. I lost, well, most of my friends. Yeah, definitely. And I've, I didn't uh, lose my jobs. I left my jobs. I left all of my acting work, um, the acting school that I had, because I was teaching acting, because I don't want to do that anymore. Um, I also, I used to also teach voice and uh, public speaking. Um, so I still do that because that's something I believe that young people need, but mm-hmm. not to get into the entertainment industry. I don't teach yoga anymore because of, uh, the background that yoga really is. And I notice, you know, that some Christians do it and mm. Adventists and, you know, mm. the background of it, if you really know what it is. Uh, you wouldn't do it. Mm. Um, mm. Like it, not exercise. Exercise is different. Yes, and um, and that there are. Uh, I know that there are different things which people can put under the yoga thing, mm. but they don't do the the yoga per mm-hmm. se. They do some uh, you know uh, exercises mm. and all other things. Mm. Yeah. So we can talk about that another time. Yes, that's a big topic. But on what you were saying about narrowing, um, Eric, because I notice. Um, in the concordance that it comes from the Greek word, and I'm probably going to say this really badly, <laughs> thalibo, which is T-H-L-I-B-O, which means to compress or to squeeze, hence mm. a way that is compressed or narrowed. So like you were saying when you were when you were in, in Europe, that you had to, you know, only you can't take everything through with you. So we've got to get rid of self mm, and yeah. ego mm. and all our idols and all the things we're carrying in our big, big backpacks. We've got to get rid of them because we won't fit through. Yes. I think that's that's the biggest difficulty is uh, to give up those things when you're on the path that the world is taking you. I think that's, to me, that was one of the hardest things for me to give up work on, on the Lord's Day, uh, on the Sabbath. Yes. Uh, because I worked with 21 other guys in a, in a printing factory and, uh, we're all swearing, using the Lord's vein every second mm-hmm. word and, mm-hmm. um, drinking and whatever and playing cards for money at morning tea. Yeah. I was going to say giving up the bottle also, you giving know. Giving up eh? the bottle was <laughs> difficult. And, uh, you know, and then uh, when Christ, 
changes you because uh, it's actually found in Romans 10, 9, 11 says if you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised from the dead you will be saved mm. so suddenly you, your attitude changes I started to see what was happening around me what I was doing not only to myself but my family and so um, I made the decision I'm at that early stage that I'm going to follow God all the way on this Amen. and I lost you know two thirds of my friends some others came up to me and said look Eric I understand we, what's happening but most of them didn't want me to, mm. to be around I went to the pub and had a, a coke with them but after a while they'd start to have some drinks and start to rubbish you know yes. they were still my friends mm. Um, mm. and that's why I became a literature because you know that's where we all are aren't we we're lost Mm. Uh, and we came back and um, so that was the journey and you want to share that journey with uh, as many people as possible sure. you know this is the wonderful thing you know when uh, we are looking at those characters you know we mentioned the road to Emmaus the road to Damascus you know uh, talking about Paul's experience uh, talk about the other disciples of Jesus all uh, very you know important lessons for us to learn and to put in practice david i'm coming to you for a moment uh, here i'm pretty sure that uh, you had to choose in life things you know and uh, it's familiar for you too uh, this um, two ways absolutely so the choices between salvation through grace or an attempt to try to save yourself through obeying the law mm. you know the the difference between the two ways it's a very comprehensive one it really requires quite a lot of thought are we going to follow god or not are we going to lean on our own understanding or are we going to rely upon him mm. are we going to go to church and associate with like-minded believers or are we going to go down the pub you know the the choices between the narrow way and the broad way are mm. very, very stark, and it really involves a whole lifetime of following the Lord and being led by the Holy Spirit so that we can make the right choices. And I don't pretend for one moment to have got this sorted out yet. There are still things that I need to work on mm. in my life, and uh, the listeners can pray for me <laughs> as we pray for them, uh, as we pray for each other. And uh, we need to just seek the Lord together and, and make sure that we're being led by His Holy Spirit um, that is really the hallmark of the Christian, that the Holy Spirit will live in our hearts as we receive Jesus as Savior and Lord. The Holy Spirit lives within. What a wonderful thing that is. Yes, wonderful. David, you mentioned something very important, which I like to just highlight that, uh, because we talked about Martin Luther a bit earlier before, and uh, that was one thing which he understood, you know, uh, salvation is not because of your deeds what you're doing you claim so many stairs and do so many things being legalist you know it's true grace wonderful thing and i want to just point out because i've been asked this question um, uh, adventist seventh adventist people they uh, used to be known or believe like uh, people of the book and they people will say oh but you keep the commandments you know you are legalists and i said this to my friend uh, i said why are you saying that that i'm legalist I don't keep the commandments to be saved because nobody can be saved by doing anything, you know. But because I'm saved, I keep the commandments. In John, it says, if you love me, you keep my commandments. That's a result of our salvation. And it's it's very um, interesting that people are keen to throw away all the... Uh, instructions, the, the governance, if you like, of God, which is in our favor. Mm. 
And uh, yeah, that's uh, I thought you said very two very important things which we need to really look into it. Don't just take it, you know, um, um, for uh, for a better word, you know, just uh, um, casual and uh, and just thinking that you know what God knows where I am and God knows what I'm doing. He will fix me or whatever. We have a responsibility. We are at the intersection here as we're talking about to choose. Are we going to go on the wider or on the narrow path? Eric, yeah. we have very few minutes left yeah. here, maybe five, That's six right. minutes. Yeah. I would like if you, t- you could bring it a little bit together, uh, this and maybe, maybe share with our um, friends also maybe a thought and encouragement. And then sure. I'll come back to just to conclude maybe with a very brief thought sure. from each one of you. I just wanted to share tonight too about um, the narrow road uh, being uh, like a, a path or a way to go on the way. Uh, and in early times, Christianity was actually called the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, Jesus himself called the called himself the way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. And Acts twenty four fourteen says, "But this I confess to you that according to the way, which they call a sect." I worship the God of our fathers, believe in everything laid down by the law and written in the prophets. So the early church was actually called the way. Mm-hmm. And this is the way of the gospel, the true love of Christ. And one of the things that I find is that even though we're on this path uh, and we're journeying together, we can't judge who's on which path. No. Uh, and to me, if I'm concentrating only on those who are doing the things that I'm doing, who I think have changed enough that I accept them, I'm, I'm going in the wrong direction because I'm to reach out. We are all to reach out. I'm a sinner, but I'm to reach out because Christ loves me and brought me from where I was and I'm still growing and learning. I'm still a sinner, but I can reach out with that love to others on that path. And uh, it says here too, it says, uh, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do not know him and have seen him. So it's saying here to me that Jesus is the way. He claims to be the way. Every time I read the way in the Bible now, I think of him. Mm-hmm. I think of Jesus and I think of the early church. And I just want to share a few verses in closing this tonight. Um, about how important it is to follow Christ. Um, and it's actually found in um, this. It says, um, I, am a, I am a lamp unto your feet. Mm. You know, I'm, and so he's the one that shines us through. Alan White had a vision. And in this vision and dream many years ago, Alan White was a, a wonderful Christian lady writer. She wrote that... Uh, that in this dream she was travelling with a large group of people. Some of the people had their wagons loaded with all sorts of things. The road they were travelling on was steep, and on one side was a big drop-off, on the other side was a high white wall. The road got narrower and narrower, so they had to leave their wagons because there was not enough room for them. Some of the people tied their luggage onto the horses and rode the horses. The path kept getting narrow, so the people were all crowded near the wall. When their luggage hit it, they would sway towards the edge. They were afraid they'll fall off the edge, so they cut 
the luggage from the horses and it fell off on the side. And then when the road became so narrow, they were afraid they would lose their balance. They got off their horses. Finally, they even left their horses behind and followed each other, walking in each other's footsteps. Just then, small white ropes came down the wall and they grabbed them to keep their balance. The ropes moved as they moved. Finally, the path became so narrow they had to take off their shoes and stockings. Even then it was difficult to stay on the narrow and dangerous path. Many people who were not used to such hard, hard travelling had already stopped climbing, but, but the people who were used to things being hard kept travelling and wanting to reach the end of the road. And because the road became so narrow they could not walk on it, they had to hold tight onto the rope saying, we have to hold on from above, we have to hold on from above. Each person said these words to the next person on the path. The ropes got bigger and stronger. In the dreams, Ellen saw that the white wall had blood on it. It made her sad to see the beautiful wool stained with blood. Then she realized that when people came up the path and saw the stains, they would know that others had been there before them. And even though they suffered a lot of pain, they kept on going up the path. This would encourage them to keep on going too. Now the people came to a big cliff below them, and the path ended. There wasn't anything anywhere to put their feet. They must trust the ropes, which had become very thick. Some of the people wondered where the ropes came from and what was holding them. Then in her dream, Ellen White looked across to the other side from the cliff and saw a beautiful field of green grass about six inches high. She could not see the sun, but the bright beams of light like fine gold and silver rested on the field. It was more beautiful than anything she'd ever seen on earth. But would they reach the field? What if the ropes broke? Again the people whispered the word, What holds the ropes? Then someone said, Our only hope is to trust in Jesus. The ropes have held us safely all this way. They will still hold us. And while they were waiting, they heard the words, God holds the ropes. We need not fear. Then Alan's husband, James White, swung himself over the cliff and landed in the beautiful field. Alan then took the rope and swung across. Then the rest of the people did the same. They felt so relieved and happy and thankful. They then sang a beautiful song to God. Oh, so wonderful Ellen Wright story. Wrote, had this dream and wrote this mm. about trusting in God and hanging on to him, looking above. And even though the road got narrow, they gave away everything. They trusted in him from the journey they began when mm. they went through that door, when they first met Jesus. They carried on to the end down that narrow road. Yes, wonderful. Thank you, Eddie, for sharing that. And my dear friend listening today, you may go through some difficulties on that narrow road. Continue to... Uh, hold on the hand of Jesus who's leading, who's guiding us in all aspects of life. All right, the, our time is up for today, but I wonder if we could, maybe uh, each one of us here, maybe a 30 seconds uh, takeaway uh, thought in regard to this. Um, Naomi, would you be able to start us? Yes, well, I think uh, with what Eric and uh, David and you have talked about, that um you know, the way may be narrow, but um, what is with the joy of Jesus in your heart, it's not hard. Mm. Actually, it's harder without. Without Jesus. And with, when it's narrow, it means to me as well, it's only you going through because no one can be our salvation, only ourselves. And uh, there won't be all of the people that you have around you perhaps going through. But then when, you know, get to heaven, everybody that you will be there that uh, that have a similar thought to you do, which is that, as you said, Eric, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Naomi. David? Yes, uh, 
This is John 14, 6 that we've been quoting tonight. Uh, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Well, thank God for Jesus because he is the way. It's not what I can do. But to receive Jesus as Savior and Lord really means that we give up everything else. We're putting our trust in nothing else. And Jesus spoke about the rich young ruler and challenged him to give away his possessions. He said, uh, anyone who follows me must take up his cross. Anyone who is not prepared to give up everything he has cannot be my disciple. These are tough Mm. words. But when we realize what he's saying, we are free to let go of these things because our trust should never have been in them in the first place. Our trust should be in God. Amen. Thank you, David, for sharing. And yes, I I believe that Jesus sets us all free. That's what he came to do. He said, I've come to bring freedom. And when we're on that broad road, even though we don't realize we're actually slaves to sin, we're actually all under a burden. We're under a heavy load on that wide road. But when we go into the narrow road, even though we find sometimes it difficult to give up some of those things, our burdens will lessen, lessen and lessen, and we'll get less and less. And then finally we are set free and we are so happy. We're happy now. We can be happy now Praise because God. we have Jesus in our heart. Praise God for that. My dear friend, uh, why not to get this wonderful book we have prepared for you today, The Marked Bible by uh, Charles Taylor. You just need to send us a text message with the code SA142. The number is zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. And thank you for those who uh, already requested the book. I can say hello to Joe there and um, may God bless you. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. And I would like to just uh, mention that uh, next program, which will uh, look at uh, perverse people, big questions about uh, biblical characters. Can a murderer, an adulterer, be called a man after God's heart? Join us again next time. Until then, may God richly bless you and have a safe walk in the footsteps of Jesus. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.